I say we stop off at Juan Patron's for one jolly big dram and one ginger beer with a dollop of whipped cream. Who gets the whiskey? Ah, seniority dog. The one closest to coffee. Anyway, if I buy you a dram, you must promise not to tell the other boys. It's a promise. Coming to get you, Barbara. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. everybody and welcome back to Film Sack, episode 399. Did I get that right? 99, right? Mm-hmm. Where's your 399? Three, three, nine, nine. Okay. So 400's next, right? Okay, 400's next, that, just making sure. Last year or last I'm week. I'm no mathematician. But, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Last week I said the wrong number. This, this week I got it right. And uh, that's it. Film Sack 399. We are here to bring you uh this show it's uh mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind if you're not familiar with what we do here i'm scott johnson and joining me today brian make jack bauer read all the stuff since the rest are kind of dumb done away oh dumb done away i hear that all the time <laughs> all right oh hi hi look look no intro that i could write and i tried in my opinion would be funnier than us live sacking the Old West Time Life Blitz commercials from the 80s. So, Scott. Without further ado. That, yep. Here right, right, Scott. Roll that beautiful bean footage here, when you get the timing. Here's the tape. Somewhere in these Chiricahua hills, no white man will ever know where. The Apaches buried coaches, the greatest of their great chiefs. Geronimo faded into these hills and it took 5,000 U.S. soldiers to bring him out. And now Time Life Books brings the great chiefs to life again. The As great chiefs, the great I hear chiefs. that right? The great chiefs. The great chiefs. All right. Old West. Hundreds of authentic pictures. Lousy chiefs was yeah. not a big sound. Yeah, lousy chiefs didn't do as well. <laughs> You'll be able to see Geronimo's combat dagger in Colt 45. Oh, a little the stop. By the video has a stop motion. Yeah. Colt 45 Ooh, shooting a bullet. Yeah. Parker, the fierce Comanche whose mother was a captured farm girl, and all the great chiefs. Eyewitness accounts and rare photographs and art bring the Old West to life. You'll meet the gunfighters. Men oh, like the gunfighters. Look at the gunfighters. <laughs> They're fighting with guns. This is Ken Burns before Ken Burns. Yeah, man. it is. It really is. Well, you missed the you missed the bit the best tri- bit of trivia, which is the one that goes. Uh, he the the guy once shot a man. Uh, oh, women of the West, by the way. Yeah. Uh, one shot a man. Yeah. Just, just for snoring. Too just loud. for snoring. Let's hear oh. that one again. I heard, oh. I'll, I'll go back. I can hear it. And and I mean the greatest the, the greatest the pioneers battling the savage and just it. for snoring. Now there it is. Okay. Blade like John Wesley Harden, so mean he once shot a man just for snoring. Oh, he what a dastardly guy that might he, he must have been. Yeah, he's, he's a butthole. Oh, he's a butthole. That's, Randy, that's mean, but also he had misophonia. <laughs> right, right. And and the commercial does go on. It says stuff like uh, visit the the gamblers and the women, and yeah. that's all the women get. Yeah, that was <laughs> the gamblers and the women. But hey, yeah. what was this? What was this old West from the '80s that we had? Because you could call. 
The only ways to order this, there was no internet. You could either call toll free mm-hmm. on your on your on your speakerphone, mm-hmm. and uh, and or you could write them, and with no description on what to write, just write the Time Life books. <laughs> it's right. It says write Great Chiefs two seventy five Time yeah. Life building Chicago Basically, Illinois. Here. Like when he just like sent a postcard said hi. 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 I, I think I'm interested in your books. Yeah. Here's the here's that bit right here. Keep only the volumes you want. You can cancel at any time. Here's how to order. Phone toll free 800-228-3300 or write Great Chiefs 275 Time and Life Building, Chicago, Illinois. That guy was reading that in a different room. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. They yeah. added that. What if people want to write us, Bill? Oh, shoot. <laughs> We've already sent Fred home and he does our voiceover. <laughs> I'll well, take care appar- of this one myself. Well, apparently just, I was apparently I was wrong. Maybe I should have went with a "Where are they now?" angle instead of the commercial. All right, I'm, fine. I'm Let's super, learn. I'm, I'm super interested about learning all about Priest Holmes, Len Dawson, Derek Thomas, and Tony Gonzalez. The really the greatest Chiefs. Oh yeah, the right. greatest Chiefs. The best oh chiefs. man, They're, those are the great Chiefs. The no, but I yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm you're more fascinated ahead. by the fact that back then I totally forgot about this. I mean, Time Magazine and Life Magazine. It's like they did a joint venture, and I thought they were competitors. It's like having us people presents the mm-hmm. the Bradley Cooper story. Oh, right! I never thought of that. From, was that how it worked? From us people. Is that how it worked? Was it were, were they uh, were they, they time life for the longest ago, time? They were okay. same building. All right. But, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, you could you went to the magazine store. You could either buy a Time magazine or a Life magazine. It wasn't like you bought a Time Life magazine. It was you know they were. They were competing for your dollar fifty or whatever it it's was. It's like a Penthouse and Playboy present. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Dorothy Stratton story. There you go. In twelve volumes. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having the great experiment with me. I appreciate. it. Well, sure. Look, that was an intro like none other, and uh, we were happy to accommodate. Also with us, Randy. Never go out with a guy that gives you a wad of weeds, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, Hi. Randy. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was a sheriff's deputy out in a patch of woods somewhere in North Carolina? No. Wait, hold on, hold on. We heard that one. Hold on. That was that was last. <laughs> I was time. about to say. Uh, I thought I heard that one. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Where? Well, oh, right, right. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was a marshal chasing down a killer who did his own wife and kept blaming the murder on a one-armed man? He said, I didn't do it. I said, I don't care. Wait, hold on. Wait. We haven't done that one yet. Y'all are y'all are looking for the time I was a lawman in New Mexico, ain't you? Oh, nothing actually happened that time. We was high on peyote and drip the whole thing. Uh, we have, by the way, Dunaway, we have done uh, The Fugitive. Yeah, we totally did yeah. The Fugitive. Did we do The Fugitive? Yeah, we've done The Fugitive. It was the one our man. Yeah, it was the, I, I did not kill my wife. Yeah, and he goes, I don't care. That whole I don't care thing is yep. burned yep. into my head. Uh, with us, finally, Brian Reapit Ibit. Well, all right. Randy does a southern accent. I'm doing a southern accent. Yay. Gentlemen, it's I've called. Okay. I've called you here to rally the resources to go after a group of fugitives. They are armed and very dangerous, and they need to be taken dead or alive. Dead or alive? Dead or alive. (laughs) I know that song was in the sequel. Your first first fugitive is Dick Brewer. Be warned that he has tiger blood and is used to winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to take two men to bring him down. Make that three men. No. It's kind of somewhere right in the middle between two men and three men. 
to bring ah. him down. Your next fugitive is Doc Skurlock. You need to <laughs> capture him within 24 hours because if you don't, he somehow finds a way to get out of it and starts over. You could call him a survivor. That is his designation. <laughs> right here we've got Chavez E. Chavez. He's a Latin American, Native American, Filipino, Cherokee guitar player. It's true. I looked it up on Wikipedia. He's actually got a pretty full schedule these days, so you might as well just wait for him to die in a plane crash. Next up is Billy the Kid. I hear he's currently in detention, so you can look for him over at Shermer High School. Maybe his dad knows where he is. No. No, that this is one, all kinds of film. This mm. one here is Dirty. Or dirt, okay, hold on. This one here is Dirty Sheave Street. Ah, I mean, Dermy Mulreven. Oh, damn it. I can never get his name right. Anyway, he's easy to spot because he's got a small juniper bush jammed between his teeth and gums. <laughs> Last but not least, we've got Casey Smesco. He lives at 134 Maple Street in Burbank. He might currently be bagging groceries at Trader Joe's. Just oh. kidding. He does a voice in Red Dead Redemption, too. So I'd say he's doing pretty damn well for himself. I found that on Wikipedia, too. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that guy, uh, he's not the, not the most well-known of the pack there, of the no. Brad Pack. He's been in other stuff, like he was in uh, yes. Back to the Future and uh, as one of Biff's buddies. Uh, he was uh, in all kinds of like brat packy kind of movie era stuff, but in this he was like fifth wheel, dude. Like, who is he? Who are you? And what are you doing with these guys that everyone knows? Uh, it was weird to have that guy. He did there. a movie called Three O'Clock High. Oh, I love oh that movie. Oh my gosh, y'all remember Three O'Clock High? It was that such a great. great film. Yeah, it was filmed yeah. in Ogden. It was like north of me. Uh, it was back when we used to give great tax breaks for filming things here and three o'clock high was filmed at Ogden high school. And it's, uh, I think that was where it was anyway, somewhere that's, in Ogden. It's you know, based on high noon, but in a high school, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it really is. It's great one of idea. the best little high school, like, Oh no bullies and meet me at the flagpole at three kind of movies ever made. It's great. Absolutely. Was that, was he the main dude, the main kid? He was the main yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, we got a lot to crunch through just to introduce this film. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't have an all-star cast. Let's not use that term. What? But it does have a, it has a many-star cast. Like, a, there are a lot of stars, but there are also a bunch of no-names. Well, sure. I feel like at the time, 1988, Eight. Eight. Yeah. Right. Uh, these were like, this is an all-star cast. I what? mean, this is... Right. The cover of every were, Tiger Beat magazine. Were, yeah, but they were all still just on the uptick, right? Because, I mean, this film only cost $8 million to make, so nobody was commanding I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if they were all on the uptick. It feels like they were already. I mean, by 88, these guys were all big names. Like, you had, um, I mean, this is. This in is, our circles. Well, I think in big circles. Like, Emilio yeah. Estevez had already done. A number of sure. films that were notable. I, again, I am not disagreeing that there are like five major names in <laughs> well, this movie. Yeah, I'm just doesn't saying. That, well, does that qualify? As, a, what what number is no, an all-star cast? It's not a, when uh, when all of the characters are people that are very famous and oh, expensive. Okay, so so the guy hiding behind the sandbag <laughs> shooting, shooting at the end, getting off a couple bullets because he wasn't a star. It's not an all-star cast. I want to know how yeah, that guy's credited. Hiding behind the sandbag, I like no, that guy. I, I'm just of A-list, A-list actors that are top build. I mean, I'd say, all right, Casey Zemesco, we'll, we'll kind of skip past him. For is the is a nobody that no one ever heard of, right. and you can tell they cut some of his scenes, right? Because he, <laughs> he wasn't going to drive the movie. Well, let's see. But all... it's not like, uh, uh, like Black Swan, right? You've got Mila Kunis and uh, um, uh, Queen Amidala. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> uh, 
but you can't really think of anybody else in that film. So you can't really call that an all-star cast. This one has like five people who I think were hugely popular at the time. Yeah, well, all this, as, as yeah. on the poster. These were your these were your young, up and coming, early twenties, mid twenties somethings who were in all your young St. Elmo's fires and your I mean they all were the brat, brat pack. pack stuff or yeah. brat pack stuff. Yeah, they called I them the brat pack I, for a reason. They were like this group that seemed to be in every movie together for whatever reason and it wasn't exactly true actually I mean, I'm, I'm only saying that the probably the only thing that this has this film has going for it is that it's got an all-star cast i am wholly <laughs> unprepared for this as a debate like i just thought i was gonna i was gonna make a distinction between this and i don't know the expendables oceans 11 actual all-star cast movies sure. and we were just all gonna go on and yeah. it's like how is this a debate well the one the, the the part that i think puts it more in the more in ibit's corner would be also, your bad guy is Jack Palance. Also, your uh, oh, your good everywhere. guy who dies early is Terrence Stamp. Like these aren't yeah. huge actors, no. but they're people you know and recognize, and people saw him and went, "Ooh, it's odd from I think, Superman." I mean, that's that that is the thing for me because it's an ensemble piece where you're you're not dealing with one main character, you're dealing with a group of main characters, and just about all of those main characters are stars at the who were popular, or huge at the time. Yeah. Big, big at the time. They Maybe were pretty. Huge, they big. were pretty big. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you would. Do, I'm trying to think what they would compare them to today. It's kind of like you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of another like ensemble movie where you had one person. No, no, no. I mean, where you've got one person who is hugely popular, but then the rest were kind of no name actors. Well, that's most movies, right? Like, right. And then time passes, and you well, look like back an and you go, yeah. You look back and you're like, oh, wow, this movie has Terrence Stamp. I'm sorry. In 1987, nobody knew who Terrence Stamp was. I knew he was Zod. I knew it was him. I saw him and went, oh, look, it's Zod. Nail before him. Like, I I remember being all excited about it because I had only seen Zod and I'd I'd seen that Priscilla, Queen of the Desert thing. Oh, right. And he plays a, 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 a drag queen in that. And he's great in it, by the way. But... I'd never really seen anything else, but in my head I went, oh, I like that guy. I don't know. I, I don't know what else he's doing. So you're not wrong that it's not like, you know, they didn't pull out. Uh, I'm trying to think, who were the George Clooney's Brad Pitts of the time? I can't even think of any names. Yeah, I mean, it feels like 88. Uh, right, right. Who do these we guys were? were well, Listen. that's the thing. We were in a transition period here at the late uh, in the late 80s where we were looking at new young actors and, and kind of getting out of the, the tried and true actors with, of the – day before tom cruise michael keaton were huge eddie murphy was doing coming to america he was really who was commanding the most money in 88 probably Uh, probably harrison ford harrison ford was probably still at that point tom cruise made a lot of money around there yeah cocktail and rain man came out in 88 i'm glad you mentioned oh rain man's so good i thought i I, i'm glad you mentioned um uh shit who'd you mention you just said a name harrison ford eddie murphy eddie murphy eddie murphy eddie murphy was like bank everything he yeah, did yeah. i'll bet you if we went if we could do it if we could do the numbers i'll bet he was the highest paid actor in hollywood at the time that's what i was looking for the uh, numbers i can't find the numbers so yeah. i i mean eastwood was probably the highest paid actor of the 80s because he, he would cast himself in his own movies mm. um still Burt does reynolds was still way up there for a long time schwarzenegger <laughs> oh, yeah. was still big in 88 oh yeah schwarzenegger's probably your guy what am i even saying that's your guy yeah well, I mean, Twins was the only thing he came out with in 88. So it's almost like his, <laughs> it was between Eraser and uh, Terminator 2. Oh, <laughs> right. So it was it was Bruce Willis. It was Die Hard in 88. That was like yeah, the but that was two his movies. First big, first big Beetle, movie, though. So you're right. Demanding mm-hmm. a well, what, about Michael, what about Michael Keaton with Beetlejuice? Was yeah. that was that the yeah, thing? Yeah, that for, sure. Was that the money? for sure. Because Michael Keaton had done stuff like... Uh, um, 
Uh, he does stuff like Mr. Uh, Mr. Mom. Uh, I'm trying to think Mr. Mom. What was the one with the oh, assembly line? Oh, uh, multiplicity. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to take our jobs. Well, no. Yes. Multiplicity? <laughs> multiplicity? No. Not that. No, no, no. They're no, going to no, take no. our jobs when he it was all he was working uh, yeah, for a Toyota uh, or something. Oh, right. Oh. In the Japanese, the big Japanese scare of the yeah, 80s yeah. when everybody was afraid they were going right. to come. Yeah, buy us everybody, out. boy, society sure is predictable, isn't it? There's always some right. boogeyman yeah, out there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, th- we haven't even said what this movie is. It's Young Guns, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Young Guns. It's a Western of Point, sorts. Yeah. It's more like a Tiger Beat catalog, uh, Ibit told me yesterday, and he's kind of right. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, a movie I think I thought I liked when it came out because I yeah. was just really into Westerns and I wanted more yeah. of them. Um, and, and Watching it now, there are parts of it I still like and I think they're fine, but my biggest problem with the movie is I think the music is so bad. Right. for this genre it's it's basically it, just 80s chase music it's, di- it's bad right it is discordant it's it's uh discordant we, we do this occasionally uh we, we will try to we'll we'll run through a run of movies that are historically try to be accurate not only in uh you know in in facts but also try to be accurate with instruments of the time or at least have a flavor of that time and this right. totally you know gets away from that it's like no it's like we're just going to use modern music mm-hmm. and not even yeah. great modern music not even try and be period piece with the score just no, let's, no. All right, bring out the casio yeah it was right. all very like those those artificial drums just very 80s and it's a strange choice because visually i think it actually holds up and looks fine like there's nothing about it that looks cheese ball to me in terms of costumes right. or it feels period appropriate kind of across the board it's we just didn't, the, we didn't see this kind of discrepancy in in period and music until uh, a Knight's Tale in 2000. Um and also what was the Moulin Rouge? So there's a like there's a thing that for in my memory this is the first. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I was a little kid, I wasn't allowed to see an R-rated movie. It was years before I was able to snag like a VHS from the rental store mm-hmm. and watch it, you know, mm-hmm. without my, when my parents were uh, at a party or something. And I remember loving this movie, and I honestly I haven't seen it. it haven't seen it in over twenty years. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really disappointed <laughs> to watch it with you guys because uh, <laughs> it's just like it's it's a downhill slide from beginning to end. But I, the music thing was a big damn deal. I was a kid, and it was like a historical setting with modern music, huge deal. And I remember as a kid thinking, "This is awesome." Yeah, every historical choice. movie should be like this. It was a smart choice because that's exactly what they were doing. Westerns had suffered greatly during the 80s, and they were trying to bring that back in because there was a little uptick and surge during the 80s introducing some of these people, some of us, to Westerns, and this is a way to get us into the seats. It was definitely well marketed towards. Yeah, for sure. The sequel, as as Ibit mentioned earlier, alluded to uh, Bon Jovi did the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the entire thing including the hit song dead or alive were a huge part of that uh why it's not a good sequel by the way i just want to throw that out there i remember being very disappointed in two uh but you know i'm kind of people know this of me i'm kind of all in on westerns i don't mind them messing with the genre a little bit and dinking around with it but i'm not sure this this treatment in particular holds up that well just to kind the of script. Make it the script the script is freaking horrible yeah mm-hmm. it's funny though that even it's it's odd because I went back and saw some reviews from the time, and up until this time, there have been many there have been many stories of Billy the Kid, uh, but this was the most historically accurate mm-hmm. of those. And I was like, "What a weird statement! Mm-hmm. This would be the most historically accurate." 
Well, they had a lot of. They took some liberties, though. Like I'm, I'm relatively familiar with Billy the Kid and his story, and they tried Mm -hmm. in some ways to create that level of accuracy. But for example, um, old man, what's his name, John Tunstall. Right, he's depicted right. as this older guy, the oh, sophisticated yeah. not Englishman. Old, not old man Tunstall. Yeah, <laughs> he in uh, in in relatively at the time, speaking, he was old. For, he was old for the West. Well, he was twenty four. I don't know, man. Like that's, sure, that's ancient in, yeah, in the late eighteen hundreds. Right, but he's Over depicted here as like sixty something. You know, yeah, older yeah. guy or whatever. There was also the the funny bit about that is Doc's shirt or Skurlock the. The uh, what's his name? Kiefer character Fumberland. Kiefer Fumbleman. Yeah, there you go. He um his character is was thirty one at the time that Tunstall was killed at yeah. twenty four. He's actually the older guy in the group. So this right. idea that he was like the fatherly figure to him at the beginning, like the clip I played at the top of the show, is just kind of weird. I get it. I mean, movies are movies. I think this is probably better. It makes more sense mm-hmm. to us as you know. We want to simplify those elements of the story, but in a lot of other ways. It's just, it's not that accurate. But the Old West is, you know what? This is me complaining about a thing I actually like about the Old West mythology is that it is mythology for the most part. Like, that's the fun part of Westerns for me. It's not, I'm not looking for historical accuracy because that's boring. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for the legends of, you hear about a Billy Kid came to town, shot 40 men. You know, like, I want to hear that story. And so, you know, that's what makes America's only true mythology great. And, and and this right. movie does fine with that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, did, how, how do you feel about Emilio Estevez's performance as Billy the Kid? Right, right face, right. I think they got that right. He, uh, he's a young guy. No, if you look at photos, the, the oh no no, the, the one photo of Billy right. the Kid they've got out you there. Can, you couldn't you couldn't have a movie goofy looking. Right. You couldn't have a movie that looked like the real Billy the Kid no. because <laughs> no one would go see that. But right. yeah, uh, but I I thought the fact that they picked you know the the youngest of the faces and. I I, yeah. I thought it was I thought also, it was pretty decent. He's so he weird, like he's a rock star though. <laughs> yeah, yeah he he's so goofy. Like, I'm looking at the old photo from forever yeah, ago, yeah. and he's just such a goober, man. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure you look at photos of all these guys, and they're all really goofy looking. It's like, uh, yeah, we're not going to make them actually look like the yeah, we uh, can't the, do this. the dweebs that they were back in the old west. <laughs> yeah, and and his history. Uh, I was reading. I went deep diving on all this stuff historically they don't even think he got the billy the kid nickname till well after his death like it came oh, really yeah right. way later huh. wasn't part of and that's just typically how this stuff goes these guys you know the the, the i always like when a, when a western depicts the the guy from the east side of the country with his little spectacles and his two tight fitting suit and everyone asks what he's doing well i'm writing a story about uh uh, Billy the Kid, who's in the other room right now, and I'm taking it in. And it's those stories that people, you know, it's just pulp, and it was, and it yeah. was awesome. But at the end, the truth is always wasn't that lame. Young Guns too? Oh, may have been. Yeah, they well, did I, have that angle. Didn't yeah. they? I, I just want to, I yeah. just want to say this. I think this is uh, Emilio Estevez's best performance in a film. Period. Whoa! Like <laughs> he, wow, he is, he is basically shooting for his dad, Martin Sheen. And somehow overshoots and is Michael Douglas. Like it's incredible. Mm. I'm I'm really really impressed with his with his performance, especially given how badly everything was written and directed. Like he just he just blows it out of the water. You know the 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 movie itself is hard to watch, but mm. man, Emilio Estevez, I, I I'm shocked he had it in him. You don't see. Mm. I'm trying to think of what else I could compare it to. And the thing is, Emilio Estevez is really only known for 
like breakfast club. breakfast club and then what's the car uh, one repo, the, repo man what's the car one we did at film sack uh oh uh with the green goblin car the uh, Stephen King uh, thing. oh maximum Total, overdrive, maximum overdrive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. also love also love judgment night if you've ever seen it oh uh, yeah judgment night i don't night, know how it stood up but yeah, yeah. I don't know great, how that. I don't remember Judgment Night at all, but 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 yeah, like he's not known for like a big range or anything. So actually, I think I'm going to agree with Randy. If you're going to look at like pure performance and him just like sinking into a role and going nuts with it, this is probably it. I liked it when he got stabbed in the eye in Mission Impossible. That was good. Wait. Oh right. Yeah. Right. But basically, where he he was in the first eight minutes of the movie, and that's it. I forgot that. about I that. I thought he got squished in the elevator, like above the elevator or something. No. no. He was looking up, and a little thing come down and went. Right. That's right. Yeah. I imagine most people of a certain age know him for the Mighty Ducks movies, and that's fine. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, he's actually a talented actor here, and that was a surprise. Yeah, there's something apparently that he did when I was looking him up. Something he did about uh, a year ago, yeah. a couple of years ago, the, where the he's public? like, yeah, the public, where he's a library worker, yeah. a library employee, and it's freezing outside. The homeless people come in and they decide to do kind of a sit-in until they get things better for the homeless in that area. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that that actually seems like something I'd like to see him doing. Is now. that him? Is he did something yeah. with his dad? And too. then of course the the miserable cops come in. Yeah, of course they do. Ah, oh, but didn't didn't he do something with his dad? And it was supposed to be some big prestige piece between him and his dad. Some some oh, act, I don't know deal. I can't remember what the hell that was. But it was some, maybe he even directed it or something. I, I, I you know he's likable. He's interesting. He looks a lot like his dad. Number one, he a lot does. more than his brother does. His half brother. Yeah, I didn't realize he even did a, a stint on Western or not a stint, an episode of the Western where he played a young Jed Bartlett. Oh, I didn't know that either. Really? Yeah. I've seen yeah. that series like four yeah. times. How do I not remember that? That's crazy. I don't know. All right. I'll have to go back. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's fine. And you know who else is fine? As much as the character is a total stereotype and completely ridiculous and over the top, but I think Dermot McRolney uh, yeah. is really good as the chew-chomping <laughs> idiot. He's really... Dirty. Not the hell. They had... They had one bit of trivia that they they okay. used for Dirty Steve Stevens, and that was he used to chaw a lot, and they just <laughs> developed right. it from there. We, we know about him, yeah. so we we're gonna really play yeah. up that part of the character. Can, yeah. can we like give them each like a uh, a stereotype? Like Emilio Estevez plays the crazy person. Kiefer Sutherland plays the uh you know like the down the middle straight man. Down. The lover, not Phillips, the fighter. Yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips yeah. is the mystical Indian. Charlie Sheen is the the brute force gunman, right? The guy Indeed. who it, inexplicably goes to his own death after avoiding being killed for all these years. He just stands up and walks to get killed. It doesn't make sense. Yep. So Dermot Mulroney is the drunk. Is that it? Yeah, I guess so. He's, I mean, he is yeah. drunk a lot. He, uh, he always has whiskey in his shirt. He's dirty as hell. He's the, he's the Hicks. Dirty. Right? And and then, like, there you go. Yeah. And then I, I recall previous Along generations, Jack Black is the fist fighter. Uh, wait. J- Jack, Jack Black. You say Jack yeah, Black? Yeah, this is previous generations Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black that plus guy. 20 years. I gotcha, gotcha, oh. gotcha. Yeah, he's like your fisticuffs uh, guy uh, who only wants to be held by the hookers. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was kind of remarkable. There are s- several shots of Casey Simesco where you're just like, oh, wow, that looks a lot like Jack Black from the 2000s. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I didn't make that connection, but now that you say that. Yeah, sure. they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're con- they have some stuff in common there for sure. But um, yeah, like you're right. All the stereotypes are represented. They've got them all there. 
and the bad guy is just this snidely whiplash, you know, uh, they even made him Irish and the, and the other old guy is English. And that's a, you know, long held rivalry. Uh, and you know, so they got that in there. Although I'm not, I'm not going to say Jack Palance's yeah, Jack Irish Palance accent was Irish, any good. Right? It was not a great Irish accent. Right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Very thinly. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Jack Palance always chews up the scenery and oh, anything he's, great. he's in. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He Nothing wrong with him. He reaped it in the end, though. Woo. So did Brian Keith. I was shocked that he he did a walk on like cameo role. Like that was a great bit for him. I wish they'd had more of that character. Was that the it sheriff? Seem like a Not bad the sheriff. choice. That's the outhouse guy. Oh, like, uh, yeah. oh like a bad God. choice to great just say. Character, yeah, great character, but. Uh, I know. I'm going to go ahead and put myself into a little wooden box that's going to be pretty easy to fill full of holes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. Like the whole scene set up dumb, but him going, "All right, boys, let's dance," and getting on his knee and starting to fight like that is that is all great. That's yeah. that's Badass. the kind of accoutrement yes. I want on my western. Just some psycho trapper old man with a bunch of shit right. hanging off of him. And not scared of nothing. And these boys ain't gonna, ain't gonna be no challenge. And the, just that conversation—it's the best part of the movie until yeah. it gets a, ridiculous about how everyone's gonna die or he's not gonna die. But okay, all right, hold on. Be- your favorite and your least favorite scenes in the movie. I need everyone to answer this question because it's movies. It's a string of scenes. It's really yeah. not a movie. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know, like, what was your favorite scene in the movie, and what did you just? think was ridiculous okay favorite scene was I, that yeah. was the dude showing up with all the stuff and and doing buckshot robert yeah he was great he's that's my favorite scene my least favorite scene is the entire peyote bit because it just went on too long and oh my god that was so that was uh, i'd forgotten about how much i hated that it's like okay we get it peyote yeah. slow him down yeah everyone's hey, high my uh, hands are moving slow it's just useless my favorite my favorite part was the peyote scene and uh <laughs> 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 Uh, my favorite Why do you part, shit on it? Oh, sorry, good. My favorite part was the opening uh, credits where it's like a TV show where they yes. show their names and they show them all looking right into the camera like it's and starring Amelia yes. Weston. Yeah. Uh, least favorite part was that final uh, the the final gunfight that little bit where Casey Semesco comes out and does the whole thing of like I'm gonna tell you that you're about to die while the guy just shoots him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. If he shot him. Yeah, or John Locke walking out and getting machine gunned, you big idiot. Like, yes. What are you doing? You were fine up till then. You were they, you could have stayed in the house and lived with your oh, wife and been fine. They had a machine gun. Win. Yeah. yeah. Right. And when, and when did they use it? on Terry Quinn, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, when he comes out and is standing there. Yeah. Flat yeah that that machine you know gun. Machine gun, by the way. <laughs> that machine gun could have cut the house in half yeah. if yeah. they just yeah. used it early. Yeah, and they had, it took like eight men to move it and get it in position and... Like all of that, and they saved it all for John Locke on the porch. It's the dumbest right. thing. But there, so, you know, there, there's a lot of things about the moment to moment that would really take me out of it. The music was one of them. Charlie Sheen's terrible performance is another. But the biggest thing for me was that use of what I like to call the um, Peter Jackson slow motion. It's different right. than normal slow motion. It's that choppy. It's uh, videotape slow motion is what it is. Yeah, I hate it so much, yeah. you guys. I hate that that kind of slow yeah. motion. And they Brady, use it at the end yeah. where it jumps out of the trunk and goes, and it's it just is like it goes down to like ten frames per second or some kind of weird thing like that. I hate that. 
Sorry, so, Randy, you never said. Go ahead. My favorite scene, without a doubt, in this... Oh, wait. My, my wor- least favorite scene. I'm going to do that first. Okay. My least favorite scene was anything between Kiefer Sutherland and the object of his desires. It made no sense. I don't know what it was all doing in this movie. I felt so sorry for her. I'm forgetting her name. The actress who played... Uh, played China. Uh, yeah, China. Yeah. Oh my China. God! China. <laughs> it's um, Alice Carter is yeah. her name. They really worked anyway, hard on that name, China. I think they really worked on that. They actually they gave her a name in the credits. It was something like Yen Sun. But oh. anyway, right. anyway, anyway. Yeah, I hated all of that. I I wish they could have re- reworked that entirely because I think it could have actually worked for to give him that motivation to go to town and whatever. Right. Anyway. Best thing in the movie for me was Thomas Calloway as Texas Joe Grant talking in a bar about how he was going to take down Billy oh, the Kid, man. and Billy the Kid's right there, oh, <laughs> and he man. just comes up to the bar, and they have this back and forth, and it's just like, that is what I watch a Western for. That kind of just absolute insanity, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't it was shot that well. Like, imagine if you had gotten the tension in the room amped mm-hmm. way up, you know, and yeah, if there had been like, a... There was only two cameras in that shot. From yeah, a bar. It, was, it, it was pretty like, weak. Imagine if the bartender had had anything to do with it and Kiefer Sutherland pulling his gun had been meaningful and so on. Like, there's a lot of things that could have been even better, but that scene is just, that's what a Western should be yeah, for me. Yeah, I agree. Lots yeah. of those kinds I, of scenes are good. It. But the problem is they sandwich it with this. It's just all the music sounded like that to me. <laughs> was that wish, in the movie? I wish, no. I wish that song was in the movie. No. That was not to say. It's just, I, I, I just have this like thing laying around no. whenever I need a little dose of okay. 80s music. But that absolutely is the style that was in this, yes. Yeah, and it's obnoxious. Because a scene <laughs> like that. Is that Johnny, by the way? Is that from Short Circuit? No, it's, um, it's, the, it's, it's the old 80s, early 80s Chicago-based Oprah Winfrey intro. from <laughs> Next up on Oprah. Who's Johnny, you say? And... It totally is. Totally DeBarge, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, surprised if that actually was done by DeBarge for Oprah. It could have been. Doubt it. Could have been. But thank you for watching Donahue. <laughs> Our show is Oprah. It basically, she's fat. She's skinny. She's fat. Yeah, she's skinny. You get a car. Hey, woo! I'm rich. Anyway, that's the story of Oprah. We just did it. We did the and whole you know thing. What? There were other things in this movie that were really good and really like fit a western. You know, like. The whole sequence where, where we get to know what's going on out on the ranch with the younger, the young guns all like being educated and having to live together and have manners and stuff like that was all really good. I, yeah. I don't understand why the the movie didn't have any real like connective tissue between the action sequences, basically. Yeah, the, I, there was a lot of standing around wasting time talk and it, and it just wasn't it was a little uneven pacing wise and that bugged me. I, there were times where I was like, I should just skip to the next gunfight because this isn't going to... Not me, man. I, 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 I rolled around in every bit of this 1988-ness. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty... Just roll around in it going, oh, these idiots. Oh, yeah, rub, more. Rubbing I it actually, on yourself. Uh, you know, hmm. I still had fun. I'm, I'm with Randy. Does it doesn't hold up to my memories and uh, I certainly am a different person than I was back in 1988, but this movie... Uh, was a huge hit among me and my friends, and we just we just loved this movie every which way. It just it was it was so much fun, and I I still had fun. I still it was, found it was also fun. definitely aimed at at that you know I, I was right. just graduating high school, like it was aimed at us, 
Uh, it was supposed to be a, a movie where, you know, you you got excited about Westerns again because it was these young actors and it, when it was, you know, the, even the music at the time, and again, it doesn't hold up, but it was like to say, hey, what if we modern this it up looks a like, little bit? It really, really looks like something you would see on the CW. And that's not an insult. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it feels yeah, it like is. let's no, get as that's many. A great, that is a great comparison because it right. is it is a bunch of pretty actors, you mm-hmm. know, uh doing this western i guess i'm i'm starting to get converted by scott if i'm <laughs> thinking that that's a that's I, a detriment but yeah but, but but you you all recognize the ridiculously bad editing right yeah oh the editing was not good no, there were scenes where i'm like what what just happened like after the after one of the chase scenes where they go through a lot of uh cactuses uh they're pulling and plucking uh cactuses out of their butts and i'm like why are they pulling cactuses out there but because there's never a connecting scene mm. that said like a show a close-up shot of uh, them you know, falling a, off their horses falling, yeah, in the bush or yeah yeah it was just all assumed and i, I need a little bit of connectivity you gotta get the director's it. cut uh, the uh, blu-rays right, got right, all yeah. these extra scenes of, of cacti oh, yeah. can't wait I to not it. get that yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would I, here's here's an argument i'll make and i mean it sincerely i would take a young guns reboot like if they wanted oh, to straight up make that story again and and do it over and give it some absolutely. edge, like do a smart remake, I would be I'd be into that. Like who would yeah. be your uh, so Zach Efron probably no right or we, oh we, no, that'd be great no no we, Zach we Efron younger? I mean I don't even need younger right, I better. just need different let's go with so, um Chris Pratt probably I think he'd have oh to, my god yeah wow. he was he was already I, good in uh what was this, he was just in magnificent seven yeah he was great in magnificent yeah. seven plays a perfect yeah. um, surly drinking I, cowboy guy I, like we're we're you said young guns reboot and I'm like okay people in their 20s and then we immediately start naming people in their 30s but I don't know how to avoid that like yeah, I think it has like, to be. I think, I think Chris Pratt has to be part like, of it. One of my first thoughts was Michael B. Jordan, and it's like, right. God, oh, yeah. he's so like. Remember him from Black Panther? But can you believe that was less than a year ago? Like, yeah, he's right. but but then like, yeah, it needs to be younger, like people who are like nineteen and twenty-one. But the problem oh, see, with that is that yeah. this this came along at just the right time to catch all these actors who were becoming fairly popular, and there was a large group of them. That's the reason why they were the Brad Pack. It happens every once in a while. There's a surge of young actors that just make a huge dent across the board. And I don't know if anybody We're not right having at that, that age right We're not having is that making now. that right now. I think I it's mean, coming. There are young actors. Who, there are young actors who are awesome. Don't get me wrong. There absolutely are. Absolutely. I would say you know the Dakota girls are uh, the Fanning girls are amazing um, in the work they're so even doing you, now. You remake Young Guns with an all female. Right. Oh sure. And then, you to, then you listen to the bitching on. Then you listen to the bitching on Twitter. Yeah. Then you avoid the <laughs> internet for the whole time. That'd be good. But but yeah, <laughs> like it, you, it, maybe what I'm asking for more is don't remake this. Just make me more good westerns, and 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 I'd be thrilled about that because I love them. I love, I love good westerns. I cannot wait for the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is like a week away. Oh uh, yeah. The Coen Brothers thing that's coming to Netflix and theaters the same night. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that, and 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 anything that's like even like a western, I I want to you know I want to go watch Justified over again because I love that show so much, and it's basically a modern western. Like, well, like more of that, please. That's all I'm you, asking. And can, and can you, we all agree, by the way, that T.J. Miller would be your Dermot Mulroney character? Yeah, pretty pretty much. He's that guy, isn't he? He's pretty much that, he's guy. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, that Mulroney feller, he's uh he's all up in the the um Hallmark movies now. 
Oh, oh of course yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He's all in. My wife's getting gearing up for another season oh. here. And she's. Uh, November I'm, 10th has already started. Has <laughs> I know. It really it already started? It's starting. I don't know if it started, but it's coming. And she's she's jazzed about it. <laughs> she's really excited. I just can't. Like, I can't stop, stop thinking about this now. Like, oh, my gosh. There are probably a ton of really amazing actors under the age of, I don't know, 26. Mm-hmm. And, like. You just gotta you just gotta look around at like Netflix series to find them. Yeah. But yeah. when you said oh, this, yeah. when you said this, my first thought was of this Netflix series called Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's an actor in there who's Ty uh, Sheridan. Is that uh, th- there's, no, there's an Sheridan. actor in there named Ross Butler. Mm. Okay. And he's a uh, he's English Chinese Malaysian, and uh, I I just looked him up and I'm like this guy would be great. He's like so young. I looked him up. He's 28. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, I even the thought of 30s, Tom Holland. Yeah. Is, he's pretty close. But uh, he's but a Tom he's, Holland's <laughs> even getting up there. Like, it, I really yeah, do I feel do. this way. I feel like 30s or the 20s. Like, that's what's going on right now. At least Tom Holland's basically have to 22. Go to the cast of Riverdale, right? It's the cast of oh, Riverdale starring the young guns. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, but at least Tom Holland's 22. That's a great. That's right. a great, great choice. Yeah, yeah, and I, these guys are probably twenty-two. Like, how old was Kiefer? He was a little older than the rest of them. He at this time in eighty-eight. He yeah, was, he would have been twenty-five or something. Right, it's twenty. Totally doable. He was born in sixty-six. So what does that make him twenty? I would. Yeah, I think 20. in our, our I think in our brief discussion with it, I think there's a cast out there, and I would love for somebody to send in a great cast because I think with enough thinking, we could definitely. Sure. We, could, we could we could cast this film, guys. We now, could totally here, cast this here's film. Here's what's great. If you do a Google search for this movie, and it, you know how they show all the little pictures of each actor in it down yeah, on the right. Google searches now? Looking at their pictures, they're all modern pictures of them. They look like they should all do a remake of Glen Gary, Glenn Ross or something. <laughs> do not do Where Are They Now, Young Guns. Don't do that. You'll just make yourself very sad. Well, some of Don't them I know where they're at. Like I know where Kiefer's at. He's got stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, we see who else has had a decent. I mean, well, I, you know, Sheen's a, is a lost cause, but uh, according to MovieWeb, yeah. and I don't know how accurate this is. This actually, this is something from October 2017. Young Guns, Major League, and Ace Ventura are all getting looked at for reboots. Ace Ventura, who's do to yeah. for for Jim Carrey or somebody else? Probably for somebody else. Oh, I don't know. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, those everything else you said is fine. Whatever, bring it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, but that oh actually Randy you're the you're the big major league fan aren't you or am I thinking of somebody yes, else yeah yes, that's, that's you one of my favorite movies of all time what do you think of that idea you think that could I be don't done want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> wild thing well, it's it's a this. movie it's a movie that's like so singular so singular that it's it's almost not ruined by bad sequels mm. like the mm. second and I don't I don't really even know the second and third movies like they just made them to to try to make a little more money out of it and it's like mm. I don't really know them the first one is so good and so you're like Here, let's make another major league movie I'm like I don't care it's mm. not going to change anything but what three was like straight to video though right with two actually had a theatrical release am I remembering that correctly it did yeah yes. I think three was straight to video yeah was Charlie Sheen correct? even in three I don't think he was well, out. he dies in he dies in this one so. He, no, yeah, no, 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 spoiler. Wait, wait. I thought you were talking about Major League. We're talking about Major League. Yeah, Major. Oh, League. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Young Guns. <laughs> we know. There's we no know. third. There's no third Young yeah, Guns movie. I thought there was. I was like, I remember Young Guns two in the theaters. Was there a Young Guns three that went straight to video? Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? I'm like, wait a minute. Charlie Sheen dies in in Major League. Weird. 
<laughs> what a weird turn of events that the must have been. The whole sequel, he's he's a ghost. Yes, <laughs> took a <laughs> took a took a line drive to the that, temple. Actually, yeah, that's that's wild. actually three part three is Angels in the Outfield. That's right. Yeah. That well, you know, you know who's <laughs> actually doing all right. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips was really good in that uh, Longmire oh, show. Longmire, yeah, yeah, he was great yeah. in that. That was awesome to see him getting some work, but. Uh, but if you go look at Emilio Estevez, you're like, all right, time for the West Wing reboot. We got our President Bartlett. Get him in there. He looks just like his dad at this age. Let's go. Let me let me tell you something about 1988. Okay, so I, I finally found some box office numbers. So we got Tom Cruise at the top there between uh, 87 and 89. Bette Midler landed at number two. And then we got Steve Gutenberg at number three. That's right. Steve oh my God. Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg was your bankable guy. <laughs> Between uh, so wow. you're, you're you're talking about the year he made three, three men, men a baby, and a baby, yeah. police academy three. Yeah. Yeah. See, there, was, there had to be a police academy movie that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, let's see. Oh, Gutenberg oh, is sixty and, years old this year, Crazy. and I'll bet he was also in the Cocoon sequel. That was right. Back. Well, no, that was a little earlier, wasn't it? Is that right? Uh, there Cocoon was eighty. Cocoon was eighty eight. Or sorry, Cocoon was eighty five. Cocoon two would have yeah, been eighty eight or seven or something so that was gutenberg money back then baby yeah <laughs> look, at, look at him now he's really not got a lot going on it's just kind of dried up for him and, and by the way tom hanks and steve martin were rounding out the top five mm-hmm. i believe it oh time. steve martin interesting oh he is uh in the, they're making a roe v wade movie he mm. plays justice powell in that that's kind of a big deal if it's oh good. wow okay. i don't know if it's any good or not but uh but other than that it's like hangover in death valley the adventures of bunny bravo heckle Paper Empire, Les Bomb, um, Bigger, Miss, Miss Arizona, After Party, Chasing the Blues. If any of these don't sound familiar to you, it's because they're not. Yeah. It's because they're not. He hasn't done anything. Oh, he's on Sons of Liberty. Liberty is a guy named Jack Boner. That's awesome. Jack Boner. <laughs> Jack Boner, dude. That's good. Oh, it's Bonner. Sorry. Jack. Oh. I was really hoping for Jack Boner. It's pretty good. Anyway, it lasts for more than four hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real quick on the director, this Christopher Kane guy, uh, he is known for not a lot of other things, but he did direct a bunch of the Magnificent Seven TV series, which I was a big fan of, 80 or 98 right, through right. 99. It was short, but I loved it. And he did, uh, let's see, was it Deep in the Heart that we know? Or what am I thinking of? Hold on. A lot of country stuff, though. Like he right. stayed in his lane. He didn't really go too far out of that. Uh, he did. Oh, the next Karate Kid. That's what I was thinking of. That horrible oh. freaking. Yeah, that was him. So was that the Hillary Swank one? Yes. Swanky. Okay. Yeah. And you say it's horrible. I disagree, dude. Yeah, that's actually that was my favorite Karate Kid until the recent one. Real? What? What? How is this yeah, I possible? About, I don't know about favorite. You're getting a little, <laughs> getting a little far from me there. Well, hold on. Let's 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 watch it on <laughs> I this show. Believe, you know, I take I take Karate Kid too. You know, somebody say right. that was their favorite. <laughs> dude, that movie's bad. I, 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 I we got to watch it for the show. Yeah. Why don't we do that? I don't think it was. I don't think it was that yeah. bad. I thought it was okay. We, it's we already bad. we've already watched two of them, right? Yeah, one and so what's two. The, what's to stop us then, right? Uh, three is three yeah. is an abomination, but four, three which is, is the bonsai tree thing where he has to go down into the yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, that was. But that the was new, but good. the so four technically four is the new Karate Kid, and that's with Hillary next, Swank. Next Karate Kid, yeah. or yeah, the next is it next or new? That's <laughs> next. It's the next Karate it's Kid. The with the most karate recent kid. one with right. <laughs> Yeah, the new so the the one with Jackie Chan I really liked. I thought that was awesome. Jade, yeah. Oh, Jaden Smith, The Karate Kid. That yeah. was a 
real reboot. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool movie. I didn't. Jaden Smith drives me up a wall, but I. I to admit, I have not seen the newest Karate Kid movie. It's worth seeing. Like Jackie yeah, Chan puts in a hell really of a. Loved it. I don't know why. I mean, he bought it on video, and I still haven't watched it. Jackie Chan put it on in a really good tape? Per- for- performance. Well, on on DVD. DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not even on. Uh, not even on. Uh, 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 Blu-ray. He bought it on DVD. DVD. Did not do financially too well, though, uh, with a budget of $12 million. Most of that was to uh, pay for Will Smith to hang out. Uh, and then they grossed like $9 million Oh, that all? US, USA. But oh. then they domestically, I'm sorry, worldwide did about 16 did not Jackie Chan get a Golden Globe nomination or an Oscar nomination or something? I think he did. Hmm. He was really good in it. That was the high point yeah. of it. It was something else. It was a hell of a performance. Especially from a guy you guys who watched just... The, uh, Right. You guys watched the the uh, Amazon? No, I'm sorry, YouTube series. Oh yeah, yes. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, it good. really good. It says yeah, that Cobra Kai is fantastic. It doesn't it's deserve so to good. Be. It's it really does make you kind of feel for Johnny. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, he just got dealt a bunch of bad hands. He did. He made some bad choices too. But yeah, yeah. it's a really remarkable thing that that's any good at all. It really is. It shouldn't be good. Mm-hmm. And, and and it deserves I think better than just YouTube red. YouTube red. YouTubered. Yeah. It right. needs to be over YouTuber. I'm really really tired of finding out there's something really good that makes me want to watch it, and then I need to go spend like three dollars an episode to watch it. I just I'm not I'm not mad about the cost. Like I want people to get paid. It's just a hassle, you know. Yeah, it's pain like, in the butt. I I recently heard there's this incredible TV series called Yellowstone starring mm. Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, I hear it's and great. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I want to watch that. And then I start looking for, how do I watch it? I don't even know. I can't figure <laughs> out. How, I It's it's on the ParamountNetworks.com or something. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it's I, supposed I, to be I, great. It's supposed to be like uh, uh, Longmire meets uh, uh, Justified kind of stuff. Uh I don't know what the era is. I don't know if it's modern or like 60s or something, but it's sort of sort of semi-modern. But it's basically, no. you know, a Western yeah. set in the Yellowstone area, and it looks great, and Kevin Costner's a badass. I want to see it. So I am, I am, t- I am kind of tired of this crap. I, I wish that they would have, like, some kind of cable they could run to my house that had, like, <laughs> everything, like, in one big giant package. Yeah. Kind of where I was going to go with that. But, Randy, <laughs> oh, okay. did you see uh, Star Trek Discovery? No, I haven't. I saw the first episode because that's the only one they put on Hulu. Mm. So, I mean, here's the thing you do is you just you now that the entire run of Cobra Kai is out now that the entire run of Discovery is just do one month of CBS all access. Watch them all. Discontinue. Right. And I again, uh, watch them all and then. Yeah, I, I, I'm really not complaining about the price. It's just the extra step, one extra little step. It's like I just don't, I don't know why I'm so resistant to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with a, you because you is... have to, you have to start it and then cancel it, and yeah. and like a lot of people think, a lot of people think they have to cancel it at the end. Uh, you can most services will allow you to sign up for something and then cancel it immediately, and yeah. it will. And then uh, you still get that month. Yeah, you still get yeah. the full month. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know why this is good. So check this out. Sorry, I'm all excited now for Yellowstone. Yellowstone, because check this out. You got uh, you got the Kevin Costner is, is enough for me, but it is a an American drama television series created by Tyler, uh, Taylor Sheridan and John Linson. Now, if those names don't mean anything to you, they are screenwriters and co-screenwriters for uh, Hell or High Water, which won a Best Original Screenplay, oh. uh, won nominated for four Oscars. That's an incredible movie, and this thing's people like this. But I'm with Randy in that it's a shame that it's obscured into this weird new paramount cable network it bugs me and it's fine it's no different than like 
If you said AMC, I'd go, oh, a little prestige. They haven't had a chance to kind of prove themselves because they are kind of relatively new as a cable company. So it just sounds weird. It feels like it's on some third-rate thing, even though it's probably not. It's got big people behind it. It's got money behind it. It's got really good ratings, but it's relegated to the Paramount Network, which currently has no deal with Hulu or no deal with you know Netflix or Netflix anybody else, or or even Amazon Amazon for Prime. Like Amazon will sell it to you. Mm-hmm. You can use them as a pass through for it. But it's just I don't know. It's just uh, like that that thing. I I don't like that about me. I don't like that reaction. I wish I was just like oh I heard there's a good thing. I will click a button and watch. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually watch the show, uh, for, fully legally on a friend's Plex server. There we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how we're going to get that done. There you go. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Inconvenience, no more. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we should do some clips from Young Guns. And yeah. I have a number of them. And oh, yeah. uh, let's Regulators. See. Regulators, uh, ho. <laughs> you know what that always reminded me of? The regulators thing where they'd yell it? It reminded me of Wolverines from... Uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Red Dawn. Which also same had Charlie Sheen. Same frame, too. Yeah. Or I guess same it, decade. Yeah, but 84. Same but it also had Charlie Sheen in it, who also died dumbly. Um... What else? Dumbly. Dumbly. You died dumbly. Um, all right. So here goes. Well, you know what sucks? I'm going to say something that sucks. Uh, who uh, was in Dirty Dancing and uh, uh, Red Dawn? Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Uh, it sucks that I can't remember his name. No. What sucks is that he died of cancer and shouldn't have because he, rem- he, he strikes me as one of those actors that was entering into a phase of his career where things were going to slow down and it wasn't going to get a lot of attention, but then was going to have a big comeback right about now. Right, mm-hmm. right. He would Roadhouse be, 2. Yeah, it was going to be old and seasoned, and you could put him yeah, in some really Donnie cool Darko roles. Thing, right? Like, yeah. he was just kind of coming back into the kind of the Travolta yeah. research. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's, you mm-hmm. know, obviously been a while now, but but I think he really good to, I don't know, just bums me out. He was a cool dude. Take yeah, him yeah. too soon. Agreed. And, uh, I don't know. Now I'm going to go watch him and Chris Farley get half naked and dance. All right. Perfect. Uh, here's your <laughs> clips from the film. I have a number of them. They begin with this one, which I call, uh, where is it? Gosh, dang it. This isn't here. Oh, here it is. That's not very nice is what I wrote. Want to play games, Pendejo? You're a red-ass Mexican greaser. You do it with your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Greaser, greaser Cherokee, yeah. greaser. Greaser, Cherokee, Mexican. Navajo, Navajo. Chavez, Chavez. Yeah, Chavez, Chavez. <laughs> But like, why? Why does the script have this conflict, and it doesn't ever mean anything? Well, later like, they resolve it because causes... they shake hands and they are sort of I, good, right? I told you there is only two bits of information we know about his character. Mm. He liked the chaw, and he was a little bit of a racist. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he was good at doing that, playing that part. Yeah. He was good at it. No, it was it was mostly for uh, I, I guess, comedic tension because I we couldn't laugh with Emilio because it was like. I felt like we're always uncomfortably laughing with him. It's like, <laughs> yep. Here, here's a here's a guy nobody knows. Hey, did you know pigs is as smart as dogs? It's true. I knew a fella in El Capitan taught his pig to bark at strangers. That's I've never seen see, that in my life. See, the, see the problem here. You you don't introduce that kind of information without some kind of payoff. I couldn't understand the whole pig angle because Emilio character. Emilio's character was always pointing a gun at the pig, and they never really explored what his deal was with the pigs and the hogs. And was he p- supposed to be stealing the hogs? Was he uh, what, what, like, what was going on there? 
again, it's the same exact thing though. It's like you start start me down a path where I'm like, is this going to be funny? Is the pig right. going to grab at his ankle or something? Right. And then you don't you don't do anything with it. No, he's just going to hide in there uh, and not be found by the sheriff when the sheriff comes to get him. And it's like, okay, but you had a whole thing with a pig. Yeah, like they, do something with barked. a pig. Yeah. Oh. They also seemed like they were trying to prove, yeah, make the pig bark. I would have watched that. That would have been great. <laughs> but they but they kept talking about him being a pugilist, which is a about a boxer. It's a fighting with your fists. Right. It's a not nothing right, to do right. with pigs. But the way he would use the term, I'm like, are you describing your pig's thing and you think it's called pugilist? Or are you talking about boxing? Like they they just all of that dialogue with him is was there a pigalist? A pigalist. Right. At <laughs> least at least when poor man's Jack Black said, "I'm a pugilist." <laughs> We got a fist fight later over at the New Year's yeah. Eve dance. Yeah. Like, yeah. thank yeah. you for, there was for sewing for that. that up. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually a payoff for that because there was his his thing that he really, he was a grammar Nazi, right? That was his thing. Yeah. And that's the reason why he fought at the beginning. It was also one of the last things he said uh, in slow motion near the end, too, I believe. He uh, he also brought up that whole, you know, is it is it you or is it I? And, and uh, so I thought that was... I couldn't quite hear it. Couldn't didn't, didn't quite catch it. Yeah, but he got. Didn't they get that all? They got that all from Terrence Stamp, though, right? Because he was he was right, like teaching right. him and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I like Terrence Stamp a lot. If I mentioned that, I think he's great. Dude, yeah, watch him. In the film. yeah, I could watch so him. Good. I like, could watch I, him read a film. Like, he's so good. Like for an hour forty five minutes long film, man, he just did not get enough space. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a phrase you don't hear a lot. Can't be any geek off the street. Can't be any geek off the street. Oh. Man, every time every time I hear that scene, I always go back to the Warren G. Uh, regulators. Do you remember oh, that song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how it opens up with this with this song from here uh, with the with the uh, oh with that dialogue quote. from here. Oh, yeah, from really? the di- from the dialogue here is they 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 totally have this as their intro to the song. Yeah, it's kind of like how uh, regulate information society used to use Star Trek for their stuff. Oh yeah, time. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pure energy. Pure energy. Nope. Oh, I love that song. Still good. Um, here's Zod talking. That's no proper table manners. Yeah, there you go. Hey, by the way, uh, I don't know if you can hear it in there, but every clip in this movie, all the dialogue recorded has a weird inside of a barrel sounds. Listen. That's no proper table manners. That's just good. Oh, that's I thought you were going to say it all has crickets. And, I, and yeah. I, for a while, I thought it was me, so I'm checking my settings. Like, what's going on? No, it's just recorded that no, way. The, it's just, this whole film was uh, barrel aged. Yeah, maybe it was uh, you know, all, all recorded in that chest that uh, Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out right, the little tiny chest that he somehow That's right. in. That, by the way, that reminds me. That was the thing I hated the most in the film. <laughs> right. You don't get tossed out what? of a two-story building in a trunk and oh, just good pop thing out. It landed right side up, huh? Yeah, that's some horse shit. <laughs> a whole different ending. If <laughs> totally agree. That was dumb. Oh my gosh, that was dumb. Sorry. That was, you know what that was? That was Harrison Ford in a fridge moment for me in this movie. Oh, it totally was. Yeah, yeah I didn't like it. All right, here is. Is that uh, is that something you do, by the way? What? If if the house is on fire, I mean, you're throwing stuff out the window so it'll burn slower. Yeah, is you that, have less flammable be, items in there. And yeah, but is that something? Your stuff. Is that something you actually do, or is that just something? I think you would do if you were trying to bore yourself up in there and you wanted nothing, you wanted the least amount of things to catch on fire, you would throw them out a window. Yeah. Right. Well, and you're trying to save your stuff. Well, it's that, not like, their stuff, though. They, they don't care. 
Yeah, that's not right. But they're <laughs> doing a display uh, of action for the people that are siege in siege, right? right and it's right. like, oh, they're throwing trunks of valuables out of the house so those things don't get destroyed. Oh, yeah. We're not gonna. We don't care about that, right? Like <laughs> right, so, right. It it makes sense. There's like internal consistency. It's just if you put me in one of those trunks, first of all, it'd take four yeah. of you to get me out the window. Right. But then <laughs> if you did. <laughs> The, when the trunk hit the ground, I would pop out. Yeah. There's no Die. way that trunk would stay sealed. Right. I would yes. pop out, and my back would be broken. Yeah, right, right exactly. Oh. So with, it would be it would be me, and they'd like toss it out, and it would just stay on that like right outside right. the roof where they couldn't reach it. They'd be like trying to keep pushing it further. And it's I mean, yeah, just out Randy. Of reach. Right. I mean, yeah, that that would be true today, Randy. But what about when you were like a cat when you were 20? I mean. Was he like a cat yeah. when he was twenty? I, mean, I was, <laughs> I was definitely a lot more malleable when I was younger, and I could, I right. could put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm just saying, this is, this is some crazy stuff. Like, they, they just, they get into the magic. It's like the peyote scene. They, they, they visit magical thinking here. Yeah, which isn't a thing I necessarily like in my, my westerns, unless you're going to go full into like there are zombies in this world or. There is a weird mystical witch on the hill, and it's a normal Western until you meet her, and then all hell breaks loose. Like, I'm fine with that when it's part of the core story, but when they just dip their toe into magical thinking, F you. F you, movie. Yeah, yeah. F you. Here's Charlie dip Sheen. Dip your toe into magical thinking. Here's, uh, here's Charlie Sheen being terrible. I think he's terrible in this, and here's some lines that will prove it. Here you go. Rumor has it you killed a man, Billy. Billy. You don't seem like yeah, a I, I don't think he... Honestly, oh, he, <laughs> he does say more. I, I honestly, I just don't think they gave him enough dialogue to every ever even find the character. I mean, uh, is, well, you you should be taking dialogue away from this guy. Like, <laughs> well, it, Charlie yeah, Sheen is at this point. Charlie Sheen is not good. Yeah, he's bad. He's bad. <laughs> what was he doing right around this time? Because he platoon. It seemed like he was always like right around. Oh, platoon. Yeah, right. Mm, Forgot that. Let's see, platoon. Yeah, I'll be in your dumb western oh, movie. Wall Street. Yeah. 86 was Platoon, so a little bit before this, a couple years. Uh, Wall Street was the next year? Uh, uh, Wall Street was the year before. Oh, year seven. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, Major, Major League was the following year, eight men out. Yeah, so he went, he, went, pieces. he went Platoon, uh, Wall Street, and then this. That but was but the, you, you skipped The Wraith. Oh, yeah, you The fool. Wraith. Wait, The Wraith was before all this, though, right? The Wraith it was, was before barely, all this, and Ferris Bueller's barely. Day Off, uh, Got any drugs? <laughs> yeah, that was eighty-five or six. Eighty-five. Uh, eighty-six for Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah, that's a good movie, but he's barely in it. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, what's this? Oh, belted. <laughs> here's the thing. Well, the belted earl has spoken. The belted earl. Belted. Belted. Right. Or not? <laughs> now, can any of you guys beat me at one-arm push-ups? <laughs> Jack, okay. Jack Palance I, is a singular human being. I don't know anybody like is, him. Anime. In amaze. But, <laughs> but we're all like, we're all looking the other way on his acting style, right? We're all like, okay, oh, yeah. I, I know he does this thing. Like, you give he's him not wide, talented as an actor. Not really. You give him wide berth because of the combo yeah. of things. And he won, like, he won for that character in uh, City Slickers. Won yeah. Best Supporting Actor, did the push-ups on stage, all that. He... He he did he's that him. one thing well, and he's he, he yes. Right. It's like I don't know who's it like. It's like Gary Busey or something. Neeson. Yeah, or Liam Christopher Neeson. Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah any yeah. of these guys. Like you just love that they existed. You love that they did things, and that we got to see him. And he's that guy. 
He's great. Right. I loved him. I, I'm sad he's dead. But he was a skeletal man before. I, I, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm not so sad. How old would he be now? I mean, he'd be like 120. <laughs> no. <I> mean, <laughs> he'd be like 90. He'd probably be like, please let me go, Scott. Hold on. Jack Palance. I'm going to find out. Jack Palance died how many years ago? Okay, died in 2006. He was born right. in 1919. That means he would have been. Okay. It was almost, almost 100. So no, that would be 80, 87. 87. 87. This is his age. What do you mean, 87? It's nineteen. It's, it's two thousand eighteen. No, 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 no. I'm saying you... no, no, no. I'm saying he died at eighty seven. He and oh, Randy, okay. Randy's sorry. right. He would be eighty or he'd be ninety nine now. Ninety nine. Yeah, Maybe people 99. live that long. Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at okay. uh, look at uh, Michael or uh, Kirk Douglas. That dude. I don't know how he's hanging on. What's that? Oh, How's yeah, that? Right. What's that about? He's got some kind of weird science going on there. Weird oh, science. That's about. He's just going to be a lump of flesh in like 10 years, yeah, but still but, be here. But we need to make sure Kirk Douglas uh, shares that knowledge with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank yeah, you. I agree. Do it now. Holy crap. Do it right now. Tell her how you've done it. Uh, yeah, hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Couldn't right? be more important than now. All right. How about this one? Here's an annoying laugh. <laughs> He really thought it was funny how he shot that bucket. Yeah. If hey, look, if you can't if you can't take it there, then you're in for a long movie. Yeah. Because there's an hour and forty five minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch more. All right. Here's uh, John Locke walking in there. Terry O'Quinn. Murphy beat us to it, and he brought the governor a nice fat campaign contribution. They're tightening the yoke on you, John. Of course, they want me out too. They figure with me gone, no lawyer would be crazy enough to represent you. I like Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, I do too. You'd think Terry O'Quinn probably would be the only person in this movie to to be able to maintain an Irish accent. He doesn't have one at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He he looks... um, That's one of those actors who just looks exponentially better the older he gets. Yeah. Like, I think as Locke... John Locke's one of my favorites. because he's bald, everybody. It's because he's bald. There you go. That's it. (laughs) And he had that cool scar. No, it's not because he's bald. I've seen ugly old bald people. Don't think that that's the only reason. My grandma scared me once. Did I ever tell you about? <laughs> I got to tell you about this time. Did I ever tell you about the time? Here's a here's a tell you about the time moment. Okay, I'm at my grandma's house. Grandma Doll, we call her. She was a really sweet lady. Always made soup. She was really nice. Hanging out over there, and um, I woke up early one morning and I was walking around just kind of their house. And I looked down the hall. We were staying overnight, and down the hall comes what I thought was this freaking slender man alien creature. Uh, with no hair and just bright white just and then i saw whatever this creature i was a little kid so this is how i saw it in my head but she her hands come up and she pulls a wig on and i went oh my gosh that's grandma and i never could see her the same again she was bald except for a wig i didn't know yeah hey man it happens i didn't know Mm -hmm. i had no idea Mm -hmm. it was a shocker uh, right imagine now imagine see we're lucky as guys because we could do that we can we can go bald and everybody's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, some yeah, girls totally can. True. I've seen some. Uh, I'm trying to think. V- mm-hmm. Remember Viger or whatever her name was <laughs> in Star Trek? She's cool bald. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else you got Ilya. there? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead around, O'Connor. You know, around this time. Is that, is that is that a positive or a negative? What was, what was, where was well, it going her with hair that? was always fine. There's no problem there. It's just her. I don't know. She seems to have found something now, and that's fine. Good for her, but. She's had her moments, uh, but like you know, like uh, who's got a good shave? Oh, you know, uh, Natalie Portman's got a good shaved head. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do enjoy her shaved head. Yeah, but there's always a little peach fuzz there. This grandma thing I saw was like, 
It was like a glowing white thumb in the dark. Really? It was the, like like uh, like shave shiny or gone. You yeah, know, gone shiny. and he didn't. And you and I wow. couldn't see. Now I had bad eyes when I was a kid and still do to some degree, but <laughs> but I couldn't see her facial features either. So it just looked like a, a light bulb in the hallway with so, a. Right. It was. It really. It did a number on me for sure. And then she thought, "Would you like some breakfast?" Not anymore. Ah! <laughs> anyway, here's a fart moment. Okay, so here you go. I don't like people who fart when they pee. Yeah, I was in the lean too. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Every, everyone does that, though, Scott. I everyone. I know, and I, I don't like it. Well, I don't like it in the like the urinal men's room. I don't like it. I, no, but like everyone does it. Like, there's guys standing next to you sneaking them out. You just don't even know. Oh, I'm sure they if are. I have no doubt. If there's, but yeah. if there's any place where it should be allowed, it's BlizzCon. It's, it's, it's the bathroom. While you pee in the bathroom. Yeah, oh, I, mean. I see. But uh, you know what? People go in there and go, like, I, Brian, I think I was telling you about it. I was in there when we were at breakfast, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. And I went to the bathroom there in the Sheridan or the Hill or whatever that hotel, the uh, Marriott. Mm -hmm. And I go in there and there's a little kid in the stall. And the entire time he's going, oh. <laughs> like he was making these horrible sounds and then going, <sighs> and just really loud. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't like loud bathroom people, the ones that are grunting, breathing hard, horking up boogers and spitting them in the thing, farting while they pee. I just, I Scott, don't know. Scott, says the, Scott says the bathroom is a place of reverence. We live in a society is what I'm saying. Right. Try to keep it together. Know. Get you know? that poor kid some roughage. So <laughs> a, a couple thoughts. One, and the most important thing is, uh, just so you know, if you're listening to this from outside of the United States, we have really bad bathrooms here. Like oh, everywhere yeah. else in the world, they have full stalls that go floor to ceiling and really yeah. loud and high air handling and this kind of thing. Well, not here, everywhere else you don't in have the world. Any of that. I've you're, been... You, you're I've been basically to China. in an I'd... intimate relationship with strangers when you go to the men's room in the yeah, United States. True, but I, when I was in China, I had to poo in a hole. So it's, it's there are worse things than than this. Poo but, in a hole. But still, <laughs> second thought. Dark yeah. is your soul. Dark edge. <laughs> second thought is, and I, you know, I I happen to work at a company where there's a one men's room for every like 400 men. It's there's always a line. It's ridiculous. I, it's 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 just insane how how often I have spent time thinking about how I would improve the bathroom situation where I work. Yeah. And the thing that strikes me, which is, I think is actually a really good thing, is that there are a lot of people who are sitting at their desk and realize, oh, I got a fart in the chamber. And they get up and they go to the bathroom. Yeah. They wait. They go into a stall. They close the door. They release that gas. And then they go back to work. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Right. It's a con I do that. I think that's a good thing to do. Now, if I'm in a giant crowd, we were just at BlizzCon, and I'm walking around in a huge sea of people, you know, whatever. Let it, let's just let it rip. It's fine. Yeah. You're all doing it. It's no big deal. Really? Whatever. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, no. And then you blame it on somebody else. Oh, somebody crop dusted us. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. That's how you do it. All right. Here's, uh, here's some. This is funny. Here's a line I liked. Shit. What's wrong? I may have found some. Horseshit. Ah, get it? Yeah. Ah. Ah, I mean, I found some. All right, here's a... <laughs> this got said once. When was the ass, shithead? That's the only thing Sheen said that I liked. It's pretty good. That's three straight clips ass, about shithead? poop. Yeah, lots of poop in this movie, actually. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing that people would say. Shut up, dirt face. Shut up, dirt face. To Dermic <laughs> McRolney, they'd say that to him. That's a D Dylan Mc... Dermal. See, this, see, this is why it's fun. What's, 
Which one is this? This one is Dermic. Or no, sorry. Now I'm doing it like Dermot. 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 Maroney. Mulroney. Mulroney. And then the other guy is Dylan McDermott. And they've yes, had some fun yes. with this recently. Like those two have had. They mm-hmm. finally did some kind of. They were on that uh, L.A. to Vegas show, which Randy and I think are. are we don't agree on how funny that show is. Wildly <laughs> underrated. So you, oh, then you and I do agree. I think it was very funny. Oh, yeah, oh no, good. we totally agree. Oh, okay, we totally agree. It's just back when it first came out, I watched it religiously, and you were waiting for a little bit. Oh, that's what it was. Maybe you know what it, it was. Yeah. I know what it is. You guys are thinking of when you that you can't decide what an all star cast is. That's the thing. <laughs> that was a great conversation. <laughs> remember when we talked about all star cast? Oh, I'm young enough to remember <laughs> that. Yeah, old enough. I mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it doesn't look like L.A. to Vegas is going to get a second season. No. That's oh no, it's already been it's already been canceled. Because oh, Peter it? Stormare is freaking genius. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's in that. Why am I not watching yeah. this? I love that. I Man. know. Well, now you can go watch all the episodes, all eight or twelve or whatever there was. Okay, that's your friend back it's, there. It, in it the is shipper. really worth seeing. Where's it really 15? is. Fifteen. There you go. Okay, that's better than uh, some shows get when they get canceled. Yeah, it's there's a there's been a bunch of them lately. There's another one called AP Bio that was really good and uh, actually has allegedly got a second season. But damn, it's like, how are people not watching this show? It's a great cast. It's great, really fun. You know why? It's an embarrassment of riches right now. It's just hard to, hard yeah, to pick. It. Yeah, I finished that uh, Haunting of Hill House the other day, and loved mm. every gosh dang second of it. And I don't like haunted house movies, and I loved that. They're not movies, but shows, TV movies, whatever. That show is incredible. So good. If people aren't watching the Haunting of Hill House, you're lame. Dunaway, get your mm-hmm. ass over there, you mm-hmm. horror fa- film, film fan. Uh, yeah, I finished I'm it already, last night, and it I'm is... I'm already watching it. Isn't it great? What do you want from me? It's, it's extra. <laughs> it's on a different level. It's so good. Oh, my God. I also, I also feel good. like you're running out of time. You need to watch this during this Halloween season that's rapidly ending. I would mm-hmm. agree, but also I think you can get yeah. away with it this in this particular case because the movie, the show is about so much more than The Haunting. It's about yeah. family and about relationships and about loss and dealing with grief and happiness and where you can find it and and what family you know it's 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 so much more than just this house is haunted the characters yeah. are i just i i fell in love with every character yeah. in that show so good yeah i don't Thanks, want it to, i didn't want it to end and i don't i don't know if they can do anything more with it this is probably it uh mm-hmm. maybe they make another one do it kind of anthology style or something but if they do another one it would have to be the hills yeah probably right? like go back in to... time yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh Dude, genuinely Dude. freaky moments, but what an incredible show. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's a uh, hated this sound. Spit. Every time he spits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't do it. The whole cha thing, man. Yeah. I mean, the grossest just, the grossest thing in the whole thing for me, and we haven't talked about right. what gross Scott out, was this. Um, and it's the sound, not the visual, because the visual is just too, you know, you just put some tomato soup in your mouth and spit it out. Big deal. But here's the sound of the dude barfing on peyote. So here you go. Uh, yeah, peyote. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh. it was slowed down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Really don't like that. Slow mo yeah. that is the worst. Yeah, especially this first part. Listen to the very top. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just horrendous. Up. Horrendous. Well done. Yeah, horrendous. Uh, some angry acting. Billy, what are you talking about? McCloskey's with us. He's a regulator. Yeah, but he used to ride with Murphy. That's what I'm talking about. That was a long time ago. He's a spy! He's been with us. We made a pack. Right, McCloskey? I can hear these guys and their kids going, you took my Legos! 
No, I didn't. It's not good. I'm going to tell Dad. Martin Sheen come in. Now, boys, calm down. Uh, <laughs> we can share our Legos. Like, I could just... I don't know if they ever really spent a lot of time growing up around each other, but I always wonder about that. The Estevez is yeah. in the uh, Sheen part of the family. Anyway, here's a funny death sound. All right. And then... Uh, <laughs> sound like the puking. <laughs> I don't understand this line. Never heard it before. And since. So you guys tell me if you think this is supposed to be a common vernacular in the 1800s. Here you go. You better skin out of here. Okay, everybody. Skin up the river. Skin out of here. <laughs> Everyone's skin, skin, skin up, up the, the river. river. I don't get it. Yeah, there was, there was a couple more uses of that term. Yeah. I don't know. Only in this movie. I mean... What are they? They were trying to invent one. It's dumb. Skin. Quit my. Quit. Quit trying to make skin happen. Right. Yeah. But but wasn't that kind of like a, <laughs> what's that like a takeoff of the whole skin that smoke wagon and all that? Wasn't that like Skidaddle. supposed to be a no skin? Oh yeah, yeah skin to, that smoke skin wagon or shot or whatever is yeah. to pull it, you know, pull it out of the leather holster it's in. It makes right. sense. It's just. It's just odd. Un- yeah, uncomfortable. Because didn't he, uh, yeah, because that was, uh, uh, what's his name, said that uh, in Tombstone. He said, you better, either you better skin that smoke wagon or yeah, or put up something, shut up or whatever. <laughs> I, f- I forget. Anyway, skin that smoke wagon. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? It's such a great thing to say. Yeah, yeah. You better, you, you going to skin that smoke wagon or stand there and bleed? That's what he said. <laughs> that uh, whole movie. I like, just took it in raw, but yeah, too, I love yeah. it. I love <laughs> it's, it's. The one of the problems with young guns is that we've all seen Tombstone and know what this should have been. Yeah. Like yes. Yes. What a great movie. Like seriously, like I often I often mm-hmm. stop and ask why I have this morbid thought about if somebody told me I had a week to live and I was gonna watch some movies because, you know, I guess I'm a really, really boring death. I like <laughs> I would probably include Tombstone. Like it's probably mm-hmm. in, oh, yeah. in there. Oh, it's in my t- top movies i love it I, and it's not even i'm not even going to say it's like the best western ever made but it's the most fun i've ever had in one like, it's just so much fun and so much like great pacing and incredible set pieces and the actors are all great and stuff they say is just it's so good dude tombstone between is the that movie. and yuma yeah i think yuma and that one are my two favorite westerns oh, from, a, from a non-western so loving guy yeah for a guy that doesn't like westerns you got you pick the right ones because mm-hmm. that got bean fork in it that 310 to you that's right I, again again uh, but i've said this on film sack so many times uh you gotta watch uh open range yes. Seriously. i'll do what i want yes. i'll do what i want randy is randy is a thousand you have my vote proposition randy passed that is a great movie Seriously, it's please, so I'm good. asking you to watch this movie. Oh, my uh, gosh. John Candy? John no. Candy in that one? No, that's, that's <laughs> Go Wagons East. I'm kidding. Oh kidding. I'm kidding. This is like a serious, cool Western about cattle <laughs> driving, and it's so good. It's really it's, – Kevin Costner's amazing. Oh, it's, it's really good. Duvall, Diego yeah. Luna, Nat Benning. All right. It's fantastic. It's on my list. Yeah. It's got that guy who was in uh, Designing Women or some show like that that I don't think ever got enough credit. He ran the stables. Uh, it was, was one of these. I don't remember any stables on designing women. No, 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 no. Scott's talking about Michael Jeter. That's the guy. Oh, Michael Jeter. He's, yeah, I like that guy. He's fantastic. He's, in this. he's, he's old, Fisher King. He's a, yeah, and he's an old shopkeeper on his on his last leg in open range, and it's just awesome. Like he has this choice bit role. Yeah, and Kim it's, Coates is in it. Yeah. Oh, Kim Coates. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Paper? Look at it. Smell it. Paper. <laughs> All right, um, I'm getting all well, excited the, about movies. And the I score, love. by the way, that, that's another thing about like movies like Tombstone, 310, Open Range. Uh, I would I would add a movie like The Postman. 
the scoring is so freaking good. Yeah. And again, Young Guns didn't didn't find that. No. I mean, Postman's mm. a terrible movie, but the soundtrack's amazing. It's really good. Mm. Uh, here's this is a, this is racist. I wrote. I wrote that's racist for this file. So let's see what it was because I don't remember. But I wrote that's racist. Here it is. Oh Christ, Chavez! That's all we need is some more of your red ass navy ho, man. But your hambo, we're running out of time here, Chavez. Man, but your hambo, <laughs> whatever he says. <laughs> Terrible. And Chavez had Chavez had the face paint on and all. I, I, but Lou Diamond Phillips is the right guy. It was the right guy for the role. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but the but the character could have been so good, totally so agree. interesting. I totally oh. agree. He's like, you know what? He's like the ninja Japanese guy in um uh, uh Magnificent 7 the remake. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Oh, they and they underplayed they, him. They come they come out and say this is a badass character. He throws three knives into a post right next to Emilio Estevez's face yeah. and it's like this is this guy's amazing you're gonna love this guy he's the best fighter in the group and then when we get to the story about how his whole tribe was slaughtered mm-hmm. there's no, there's nothing no. it's just he's just sad like, I hate that scene why? was bad overwrought not good yeah and he could have been throwing knives while telling it right like <laughs> yeah, think about it everything he should everything he did should have been punctuated by him flipping a knife around in his hand or throwing it into a solid object I agree. <laughs> yes. Uh, here they are stoned. She's my flower. Yeah, she's your flower. Here's Mulroney. I think he might also be stoned here. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I, you know hey, what? Dog. He was having a bad trip, dude, that guy. <laughs> the only entertaining part about that peyote uh, trip. Peyote? Peyote. 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 Yeah. Weird. Ever- Unless it's a coyote. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I have coyote. never taken uh, uh, ingested peyote, but I have well, held I've held it in my hand. By the way, oh really? Yeah, there was a party I was at. Somebody had mushrooms. I had them in my hand. I don't remember what the deal was. Didn't eat them or take them or do anything, but somehow I was holding them at a party in high, high school. FYI, no uh, pe- peyote is not a fungus. It's an actual plant. It's a cactus. Mm. I didn't know it was a cactus. He was cutting those out like mushrooms. Well, then maybe what I was holding was different because what I had, everybody had called mushrooms. And I thought that was the same probably as Probably mushrooms. Yeah. Well, no, I they just were mean, probably mushrooms. Then. I just I'm mean just, they were, yeah. I thought peyote was the same. And the movie acted like they were the same. He was pulling mushrooms out of the snow. By the way, they don't grow in the snow, so that's dumb. But uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, here's, um, I, yeah, what? When I, when I was a biology major in college, I had a professor who really wanted us to all understand psychedelics. And so we got to Whoa. hear about all those little distinctions. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it was a pursuit of his outside of class. Yeah, it sounds like it. I thought you were going to say he passed it out and gave everybody psychedelics. That would have been something. Nope. <laughs> professor uh, Professor Goodbody uh, good over there. <laughs> Feel good. Professor Tide. Hey, Here's uh, the size. Oh, yeah, this is a famous line from the movie. Everybody keeps repeating this one, so I captured it. You see the size of that chicken? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's like, it could have been a great scene. There were bits. That chicken. All right, here's the shitter. Oh, and by the way, everybody's been emailing me going, dude, Charlie Sheen doesn't die on a toilet. I have conflated a bunch of Mm. Western westerns where the tr- there is always an outhouse trope where people have a shootout in an outhouse and somehow it's involved right. like unforgiven kid dies in an outhouse or he commits his first murder there i forget 
this one, he's just walking toward it, and the guy shoots him. In my head, though, my memory was that Charlie Sheen was in the outhouse and got killed there. I don't know why. Also, also, you have conflated the death of Tywin Lannister with everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It did, that just involved the yeah. bolt. And by the way, the book version of that scene, that scene in the show, it's you know, it's shocking and it's whatever. But the book version of that scene is really gross. Like they, yeah. it's the most descriptive. I mean, I think George R. R. Martin had to go wash himself after he wrote that. It was bad. I don't know. I, you know, write what you know. Yeah, I guess so. If you know what it's like to take a bolt while you're on the shitter, write it. <laughs> uh, here's uh, the shitter. And that's the reason I said this is, uh, this is something about the shitter. He's going into the shitter. Oh, <laughs> that's what it was. It was literally saying he's going in the shitter. He's going in the shitter. Uh, also, never, out, heard, never heard this before in my life. We're your family now, Chavez. You walk away from us, you break our sacred hoop. Our sacred hoop? Sacred hoop. That sucks. <laughs> hoop. You know, because it's a circle. <laughs> yeah, but you could have said you could break our sacred circle, our sacred right. loop, our sacred anything but hoop. Anything but hoop. Hoop. <laughs> Hoop's a dumb... Hoop was a popular term in the 80s. No, the it was 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 it? No. No one said hoop then or the 1980s. Hoop, hoop you dress, go eat, right? You go, you go eat all them, that hoop cheese? Give me some of that. <laughs> Ew, I don't want to know what hoop cheese is. Ugh. Hoop cheese. All right. Hoop cheese. Come Here, on. Here's a funny. I thought this was funny. It's a hundred against five. It's a hundred against five. Fart <laughs> <laughs> actually. That was awesome. I love that. Yeah, it was a great little exchange there. Uh, no one ever says this. Or I'll take your shit and scalp like I did Brady's. I'll take your shit and scalp. Shit and scalp. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Uh, and then here's a funny slap sound. <laughs> Ma'am, I have no time for your complaints. Go to the other side of the street so I can do my job. <laughs> so I can do my job. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. thought that, that was, was good. good. And that represents the entirety of today's clips. I was I was hoping you were going to capture uh, uh, Emilio Estevez saying there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip because uh, that was just like, Oh wow! I forgot he's supposed to be smart. Like, ah. this movie, this movie really has a hard time holding on to. He's the actual brains of the outfit. Right, it really does. Holding, holding on for dear life and not quite accomplishing it. Uh, let's do the checklist. Uh, here's your checklist. This is the the uh, checklist, and it goes like this. It would really hurt to be thrown out of a window in a trunk. Uh, check. Dermic McRolney should have had gum disease by now. Check. Mm-hmm. And Emilio Estevez's nipples are weird. Statement of fact. <laughs> Not that weird. No, they're weird. They're down and to the center. There's something odd about his nipples. Yeah, when he was in that tub. Not in the right place. Yeah. And when he got out of that tub we with his naked butt. We don't body shame here on Film Sack. Well, oh, wait. That's all we We do, do that all the time. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, we do it all the time. But he's got weird nipples. Just go watch that scene again and marvel at them because they are funky. Placement is just funky, that's all. Uh, Star Trek Connection, (laughs) there's a few of them. This came from Daryl. Thanks, Daryl, for this. Brian Keith was Buckshot Roberts. He played in DS9 uh, Mullabach in the episode Progress. Uh, Jeffrey Blake, who played Jay McCloskey, uh, was in DS9, played a character there. Lisa Baines was Mallory in DS9, played uh, Dr. Renault in episode Equilibrium. Uh, Then you got your Sharon Thomas Kane. He plays uh, Susan McSween. I don't remember who that was. 
Susan McSween. Anyway, Susan McSween. Yeah. Anyway, she played the hooker a, with a heart of gold. <laughs> she was in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and then you have, of course, Terry O'Quinn, who was Alex McSween. Oh, his wife, I guess, was the mm. Susan. Oh, there you go. Uh, Alex McSween in TNG played Admiral Eric Pressman in the episode The Pegasus, which I do remember well. So there's that. Nice job, Terry O'Quinn. He would have been a good, like, regular Star Trek guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Or just, yeah, he would have been a flat-out captain. As he far still as could concerned. be. Like, he'd be a great uh, addition oh, to Discovery. Oh, I'd be great, wouldn't he? Like an yeah. admiral coming in to check stuff out or oh, something? Totally. Yeah, I'd be into that. I'm looking forward to that new season. I like that last one a lot. I My understanding is that he lives in Hawaii. I, I For some reason, that every time you say his name, I'm like, he lives in Hawaii. Yeah, they I don't all, know why like, I know that. Half of those or like three-quarters of the, those uh, <laughs> lost actors stayed there. Like oh really? Liked it yeah, so I know. Much. Uh, just like, eh. uh, Jen did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not moving. That's why they all end up on Hawaii Five O occasionally. <laughs> it's right. true. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah, because yeah, they're there. Easy. You know, they're just there, and so it works out. But anyway, Terry O'Quinn, he's great. All right, uh, let's sum this thing up. And oh, soundtrack, I get it. '80s poo rating. It's no good. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have done it the way they did it. It was a huge mistake. <laughs> shouldn't have done it. No. Should have done it. Place that Oprah. Place that right. Here we go. It just makes you want to pass the mic around. Uh, Hold on, I'm getting a call on my on my flip phone. Oh, geez, more like your brick phone. Like your yeah, big, my big brick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My Motorola Wish brick. flipped. Uh, all right, Twitter post time. Sum it up in 280 characters or less. That's the requirement, and as is the law, which we respect here on Film Sack, we start with Randy. Young Guns, a series of incredible hot tub scenes featuring the naked bodies of Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, and Lou Diamond Phillips, surrounded by a bunch of nonsense. Reap it, Murphy, you son of a bitch! <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Boy, he was a good shot down that uh, off that horse and into his head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and P- Palance did not go down so easy. He was just No, like, it was like a long, like, uh, I'm going to spin around a little bit with my mouth wide open. <laughs> Believe it or not. He said to himself. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 Dunaway. Uh, uh, young Guns. <laughs> like a game of, hey, don't look now, but Emilio is showing you his finger penis. <laughs> <laughs> a game nobody wants to play nope. in 2018. No. Exactly. No. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Young Guns. It's Outsiders with Horses. Yeah, kind of. I mean, let's be oh, honest. Oh, it is. Yeah, I can see that. It is. That's totally what it is. You're not lying about any of this. But, but I'm not the only one who noticed that there's a lot of hot tub scenes in this movie, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's way more than you'd expect for a Western. A lot of, a lot of non-chicks and a lot of non-buckets. Yeah. Like, But like in, in a hot tub in the middle of the desert in the 19th century? It was weird. Like, what's that doing there? Yeah. On a horse with no name. Hey, what's the what? Uh, what's the who is our chick in the bucket in this movie? Because it got to be one. Like, who would we? It's always it's usually uh, always one, but uh, no, it, it's so uh, hard to it's so hard to care about any of these, you know, the uh, characters. The the uh, the wife of uh, Casey Semesco was the chick in the bucket. Who knows what happened to her? Oh, just yeah, who oh, knows? and also, uh, yeah, Widow. the 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 prostitute that he goes to see. Um, like I, f- I felt like we were getting something there. Like, oh, here's a character. She actually, you can see on her face, she's actually experiencing something, mm-hmm. and not oh, just yeah. the stereotype. And then that's it. Nope, that's it. we're you know not going to get. Any I'm more giving of that. it to okay. her. Yeah, she wins. I think there was 
there were tons of characters in this movie that I was like, am I supposed to know who that is? If I only had my time life books, I might would know. <laughs> well, Brian, <laughs> but, I got uh, great news for you. You can now get the following. Somewhere in these Chiricahua Hills. No, we're not kidding. <laughs> uh, let's get to the alternate titles. Uh, wait, did we do with it? Did you, didn't I? You did me. Yeah, oh, okay. You did me. I, I didn't want to forget. <laughs> and it was, I did, and it I've was, been dead. Yeah. Saturday <laughs> night at Ibbett's house. You done got dead. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the right clip. There we go. Oh, look. It's, uh, I got it right here. This is the, uh, this is not a package of Kit Kats. This is a list of the, uh, the alternate titles just handed to me. Uh, first title almost gone. I went for this movie was Sheen Dies First. Uh, but then they decided on Kill Before Zod. <laughs> you know, because Terrence Stamp was Pretty in good. it. Hey, uh, email time. We got an email at the gmail.com email address. You're encouraged to use that on the frequent. And we got actually two quick ones today. First one comes from TJ Wilson, who says, Hello, FilmSack crew. Brian had talked about wanting to see a movie where the murder wasn't actually the murderer and the deaths happened by accident. He, was sa- he says here he was very happy to recommend Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And uh, talks a little bit about it. Brian, you want to update TJ on I what did. you've done? I did. I watched it this week and enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Think, uh, it really is. And it's one of those that I think I wrote off because, uh, I don't know, I just thought, ah, hillbilly humor, I don't care about this. Right. But it's way, way better than that. And it's um, it's really good. It's streaming on Netflix right now. So It is indeed. I, I, I enjoyed it greatly. Everybody else seen it besides yeah, I loved Ian it. Ibbett? I thought Tucker oh, yeah. Dale was great. We've talked about it even doing it on here, but I don't think it's I don't even think it's film sack. No, it's I just, don't think it would work. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good it's though. It's too good. It's yeah. too good. It's well made. If you like Alan Tudyk and uh, that other guy, you're in for a treat. That other guy. <laughs> I know. The guy from well, Tyler Labine. Tyler Labine. Uh, there you know his go. Name. Damn it. Just yeah, Tyler Tyler Labine. It's French for Tyler the Bean. Uh, exactly. Also, uh, one, one quick thing here, TJ Wilson, you're you're kind of a surrogate for, I think, dozens of people that. Oh my god! In. Yes, so yeah. many people uh, tweeted me, emailed me, Brian, you need to watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So yeah, so thanks everybody who suggested that, and I guess really thanks also need to go out to Nicole who recommended it on Recommendals uh, years ago. Yeah, she was. <laughs> that's when I watched it, and um, yeah. I'm glad you got around to it. It's really good. Uh, and, Joel, uh, while yeah. we're doing a microsack of that movie, I just want to—I want to point out that uh, people continue to believe that there's going to be a sequel. Uh, uh, Alan Tudyk like completely put that in the in the grave uh, mm. not long ago. Like mm. there there had been all kinds of talk for years, but uh, like a year ago or so, uh, he was just like he was asked about it and said, "No, it's done." They 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 couldn't figure it out. So it seems like the kind of movie that would get a sequel. It just seems like it would, but. In a way, we I'm kind of glad it. it's not. It should. Yeah. We don't need it. yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Having that... just watched it, I don't think it should. Sure, but it, it, it is great watching. Like, if you really want more, watch Cabin Fever and then Tucker and Dale versus Evil because it is the, the parallels are so so crazy. <laughs> I love the idea. It's just the other side of the coin we usually get. Like, it's just totally great. Yeah. It's really well done and not so gimmicky and in your face. It's actually. Mm-hmm. It, really works that I, way. I talk a lot about going to film festivals and seeing movies that you only see at film festivals and then you come away and it's like you feel really special. This is a movie that somehow got out of the festival circuit and I love that. I love that that thing where you know it's been vetted by a lot of people who love movies mm-hmm. and it's actually good enough that, you know, that it got a, a wide release like 
it, it, like I, I can't name any others right now. I can name a bunch of films that never escaped the festival circuit, <laughs> but this is just oh, it's just perfect. Yeah, I, I I agree. Also, I like that you called it a micro sack, and that's not a condition you want. <laughs> I know. You do not want a micro sack. Um, no. Let's uh, move on to this quick email from Johannes Frankly Hagland from Gothenburg, Sweden. He says this. I've been a loyal fan since Kroll. Well, that's our first episode, folks. Wow, nice. And now I thought it was time to give a little back. I sent you guys copies of Warlock, the Armageddon. A very silly but quite funny horror movie that I loved when I was young. I'm thinking they tried to make Nightmare on Elm Street knockoff, but didn't quite hit the mark. The best thing is the movie is the villain, or in the movie is the villain, played by Julian Sands. I was going to say Julian Sands, yeah. Yeah, he's great. And his presence and his voice are what make the movie for me. But other than that, it has everything you'd want from an early 90s horror flick. Lots of gore, creative and silly kills, a ludicrous story, terrible CGI. Enjoy, y'all. Or at least done away, he seems like he Absolutely. likes everything. Uh, I love Joe, this movie. I've, Frankie, I'm stoked, dude. Uh, I watch for it when it arrives. I'll make sure it gets distributed uh, quickly and we'll get it on the list, which is a great reminder that if you guys and, do uh, uh, send stuff to the P.O. Box, we do get around to doing it. We're trying to be better about when we schedule them. When you send and, uh, a special D- stuff. David Cronenberg, yes. Uh, is it? I think so. And oh, we've for seen, this one? We've uh, seen Existence. We've seen The Fly. Like, this is great. The Warlock, yeah. the Armageddon. Oh, you're I right. I think he it did is. the first one. Did he do the second one? Wait, wait, oh, wait. no. Steve Miner did the first one. Hold on. Let's see. No, Anthony. Sorry, it's not. It's Anthony uh, Hickox. Oh, uh, okay. Or High Hike Cox. I don't know how you say it. <laughs> Hickox. Uh, Julian Sands, poor man's uh, Sting. Oh yeah, nah. Yeah, there's a lot of people who look like Sting, <laughs> but none of them are getting the kind of tantric sex he is. If you think about it. <laughs> I'll watch this. This seems great. So thank you for saying. I'll it. watch this. If you're like, hey, I want to send a thing to there, it's really not hard. Just uh, go to the contact page on the website at filmsack.com, and there's a address listed there, and you can send your movies there if you want, or you have other ways to get stuff to us. Just let us know. We don't mind inserting those occasionally. Even when they're not streaming, I think sometimes it fits, and this seems like it fits. So mm-hmm. we appreciate the thought. Uh, if you'd like to send us your own emails, you can. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Filmsack, and you can go to Filmsack.com. Now, our next movie, episode 400, we will celebrate by watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Did I emphasize yeah, the like wrong? To, part we like of to it? have these big celebratory films every now and then, and this is like this is a film that was really like important and popular for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think I'm kind of questioning whether it holds up. Mm, Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg movie that may not hold up. Interesting. I, look, there's a there's a mashed potatoes mountain. That's all I care about. <laughs> I'm interested. This I'm interested in hearing what something. you. Yeah. Right. I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say about it because I watched this movie. Uh, usually about once a year, and wow, I, I think I, pro- really? I probably have a very different viewing of it than you guys probably do. It's just something boop, that, boop, 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 boop. yeah, it, it's, it's a, <laughs> it is a warning. It is a slow watch. Yeah, it is yeah. a. Just, it is very. I'm sorry, slow. was that a was that a poop joke? You went poop poop. I know. You think like, it was, was that right? a poop 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 poop? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional, but now that it. <laughs> <laughs> did. I really did do that, didn't I? We know what Brian thinks. I, there you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it that we've done 400 episodes of Film Sack. I'm really looking forward to watching this with you guys. Yeah, it should I've be... only done 399 though. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, we'll I guess see after. As of, as of this week, I've only done 398 because of Pet Cemetery. Oh, right. Pet Cemetery, yeah. you missed. <laughs> Has anyone else missed a week? Have we ever done that? Is it, was I've that it? Randy oh, Randy's missed, missed, missed a couple of them, yeah. When you were in Hawaii, it was always weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I, I missed one where I was super sick, and then one that was a, that was a nerdtacular. I it was just a movie it. you didn't want to watch. Oh, right. <laughs> 2014 nerdtacular, we had Fletcher sit in. That's right. So it's two for you. So oh, you're at yeah. two ni- He's at 397. Uh, Dunaway, I think you've been at every one of these, right? I, I missed a nerd tackler, but I still was there because I did a video for it. Oh, but right. Film, we can kind of count that. That's fine. Right. Uh, I think I may be the only one that's truly You're only. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, <laughs> mentally, I feel like Scott's missed a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I didn't miss today's. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You're not wrong. Plus, I get the number wrong all the time. So, you know, who knows? But uh, that's the movie. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We're given Spielberg's one of his earliest successes. Another spin. We'll see what we think then. In the meantime, like I said, go to filmsack.com. You'll find all our contact stuff there. Follow us on Twitter at filmsack and relieve us. Relieve us. Give us reviews. (laughs) Give us reviews wherever you get your podcasts Google Play, iTunes, wherever. Wherever you're listening, just do it. And that helps us a lot. Yeah. Except friends, uh, no Stitcher. Let let go of Stitcher if yeah. you're still. Yeah, on. let Stitcher's Stitcher go away. Stitcher's a butthole, and it's a problem. And you're asking yourself why I use Stitcher. I, there's a whole die. I could do a complete diatribe on it, and maybe one day I will. But it's just it's bad for creators, and it's bad for listeners. Don't go there. It's bad. It's bad policy. Bad. Oh, I'm gonna get shit for this. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's gonna no, do it God, for us. You, you better not. It's bad. It is. It is objectively bad. For right. lots of imagine, reasons. imagine somebody stealing your content and then re-releasing it because and putting ads really on cool. it without your permission and reducing yeah. the quality of the files down to garbage. Yep, uh, yep. it's all sorts I, of problems. And you get no stats. Yeah. at all. I would. You know what? We do need to do so. I don't know where to put it, but we do need to have a discussion about the landscape because uh, Clear Channel has also been messing up podcasts lately. And yeah, I, I want to talk about this. And we just. Uh, it was looking bad for what uh, the implementation that Spotify was going to do, and they've fixed it. They've gotten they got smart and fixed it. But for a while there, they were jacking around with the thing and trying to wall up the garden. And it's just like, guys, you we, we listeners and creators alike, we need to stand up and say, uh-uh, this all works just fine. Quit dicking with it. That's going to do it. <laughs> we're done. That's, that's it. All right, but still, I want to. I want to talk about it somewhere else. We will find do it. We'll, we'll find a place. We'll do it. We'll do maybe a one-off. Frog Pants Presents. Put it on the Frog Pants Mega Feed, which you can play anywhere without any kind of walled garden. And we'll talk about how that stuff should work and is working just fine without Stitcher and people like it. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you guys next week for episode 400. Bye. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang. Rawr. Rawr. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.